Today on In Grace, we're in Saudi Arabia climbing the real Mount Sinai. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and we have a really, really, really exciting In Grace episode for you today here on this Friday and weekend edition. We are going to climb Mount Sinai. You say, what? Yeah, I'm going to take you to what I think is the real Mount Sinai. It's in Saudi Arabia, and we're going to be climbing what is known as the Jebel Al-Laz mountain range and a certain peak called Jebel Makla. And it actually means burnt. And when you look up at this mountain peak in Saudi Arabia, the top third is black rock, and it really stands out. Well, today... We're going to end our journey at the top of Mount Sinai. And if this is the spot, this is where God gave us the law with his own hand. And just as soon as the law, the Ten Commandments, was coming down from the mountain, they had already broken the law. And that's our human condition. And that's the point of the law. We have sinned. We've failed. Well, we're going to talk about this and so much more. I think you're going to be really blown away by what you hear today here on In Grace. First of all, let me offer you something for free. Literally, no strings attached. You call, you you go online, you write to us. We're going to just thank you for listening by sending you the Exodus Found map. And so this is free. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Or you can write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Now, I really think you need to see the full-length video series Exodus Found. We started in Cairo. We went all the way up to what's called Avaris, Tel Aldaba, where I think that's where Goshen was. And then we crossed down. We stopped at a shallow lake. Some people think that they crossed shallow lakes. Of course they didn't. It was a mega miracle. It was a deep sea. And so, but we talked about that there. We went all the way through the Sinai Peninsula to a place which I really think is the crossing point. Nueva, Egypt. We went diving. You've got to see these dives. It was just incredible. We went around to the other side in Saudi Arabia. We retraced all the steps. We found some oasis that really fit the bill of the oasis of Moses and the children of Israel and the campsites. We talked about Jethro and Midian and all the archaeological evidence there. And then we ended up like we're going to today on Mount Sinai. And we also along the way found the split rock of Horeb. This is incredible. You really need to watch this. And a lot of people are using this for their Bible studies or their Sunday school classes or even showing in church. You have full permission to show it any way you want to. Exodus Found, four-part video series, a gift of $35 or more. You get the map with that, or you can just get the map for free. Now, some of you say, hey, I want to give more. I want to support in grace. I want to see more people hear the gospel. Let me just tell you this. Thank you, first of all, for having a heart for the, for souls and the gospel. We don't keep any money. It all goes right into ministry here at In Grace. If you can give a gift of $250 or more, I know that's a lot, but if you can do that, we're going to also send you not just the video series and the map. We're going to also send you a beautiful four-color canvas print of Moses parting the Red Sea. And what I love about this, our artist here at Ingrace, 
had a few of the sea creatures that were in the water as the water was standing up in walls. So it's almost like you can see an aquarium. And then it was at sunrise and you can see the sunrise through this. It's just beautiful. And uh, this is something I have hanging and I think you need to put up on your wall as well. And uh, again, for your gift of $250 or more, we'll send you the canvas print along with the video series and the map. Now, another exciting thing that's going on right now your gift is going to be doubled. We have a matching gift campaign happening, so we need to hear from you right now. 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. The story of Exodus is huge. Millions of people freed by mega miracles. And then the granddaddy of all miracles, the Red Sea parts, and Israel is saved, born as a nation. Then God leads them to a series of encampments, bringing them closer and closer to the promised land. Before the promised land, God wants to bring them to a special place, his mountain in the desert. There they'll receive the law and set up the tabernacle. Today, we're going to search for and hopefully ascend what is possibly the real Mount Sinai. Before that, we're going to explore a massive split rock, the possible location of another great miracle. We will start today in the town where Jethro lived and find more evidence that this land in modern Saudi Arabia is in fact ancient Midian. So this is Islamic tradition again in this area. They call it the tombs of Jethro. So Jethro and his family. It's interesting though, is that you have Josephus, the Jewish historian, mm -hmm. talking about the Midianites living in caves. Oh, and so this hillside, which overlooks the oasis, is dotted with caves. It's possible that the Midianites lived in these caves if Josephus had the correct information. And later the Nabataeans came along and created their tombs as you stand here looking out, you can see the oasis. That's an amazing view. You see the green oasis against the harsh desert in the background. You see Mount yeah. Sinai in the uh, Jebel Allah's range. Yeah, so from the tomb called the Tombs of Jethro, you see the oasis, which is, it's called Midian, the town of Midian, the area of Midian, and the well of Moses, still called the well of Moses, on their signage today. From this side of the mountain range, you could see Mount Sinai on fire. No kidding, that must have been spectacular. So a big story in Moses' life before the Exodus was a burning bush. Yeah. What would that have been like? So in the story, he's with Jethro's sheep. So we're on the west side of the mountain range near the traditional home of Jethro. We've met shepherds out here with their goats and sheep. Interesting. Um, and so he, was, he saw the burning bush and it says that was his first encounter with God on the mountain. It called it the mountain of God. Okay. That's how he identified Mount Sinai. Huh. He saw the burning bush on it. And so that's the first reference we've had to Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, the mountain of God yes. there in Exodus. On this holy ground, God told Moses that he would free his people. Now, Moses is leading the people back to his holy ground to meet the Lord himself. But here at Rephidim, the last campsite before Mount Sinai, 
the people again begin to complain. Andrew, this is a really awesome sight. You can see behind us this massive yeah. rock and it's split. And Psalms does talk about the rock that Moses struck was claved or split and water coming out of the rock. If you look at the geography of Midian, this is on the western side of the Mount Sinai range, the Jebel Allah's range, which is behind us. And on the eastern side is the big campground with the big plain, the cave of Elijah, the mountain that had the fire on it. And so we're just north of that, but we're still part of these mountain peaks. And so it was in this area that they complained of lack of water. And it's very dry, there's no oasis here. And they come here and they tell Moses, like, why have you brought us out into the wilderness to die again? And so they keep complaining about that. And when they get here, God tells Moses, stand by the rock of Horeb. He said to strike the rock. And so when you think about it, there are rocks all Everywhere. over here. Yeah, there's yeah. rocks. And there's a lot of them that are kind of somewhat prominent small. and you know, big. But Yeah, there's big ones too. But he says the rock, and so yeah. everyone would have known because of the way this one just sticks it's up. It's on a hill. Yeah. It, it sticks out from a far away distance. You yeah. can see this clave rocks, like, almost like a hand sticking up there. And there's a whole area around here. It's a flat plain. Mm -hmm. And so you have plenty of space for Israelites to camp. You have plenty of space outside of the encampment for the battle with the Amalekites. Yeah, so perfect picture, of course, of Jesus because he's the rock mm -hmm. and he was struck and he brings life, water, living water to anyone who will take it freely. After they left here, they went to the the front side of this yeah, mountain? Yeah, the front side, okay. the east side. Well, I'd say let's go there next. Let's go to the front side of Mount Sinai and maybe climb it. I don't know, do you think I can climb the mountain? Yeah, um, it's a tough climb, but let's go do it. Now, I didn't ask you if we should do it. I said, do you think I should do it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do it. You think so? Yeah. Okay. And so with Andrew's resounding vote of confidence, we headed to our final destination in this epic adventure. Driving to what is possibly the holy mountain of God, I was reminded of Exodus 19:18, And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. The whole mount quaked greatly. With great reverence, we approached this awesome place. All right, Andrew, we're at the base of Mount Sinai. Yes. And there are some interesting things here at the base that, again, tie into the story of Exodus. You have the golden calf, calf altar, altar not far from here. Yeah. And there's other stuff, right? Yeah, if you look at the very top of this peak, there is actually a cave, the only cave on the mountain. Uh, and we know from 1 Kings chapter 19 that Elijah fled here and said he dwelt in a cave one night in Horeb. And so there is a cave up there. Okay. Um, and then you do, again, have the stream bed that comes out of the mountain. Deuteronomy talks about a stream that flowed down from the mountain. And it said Moses ground the golden calf and sprinkled the powder into the stream and made the Israelites drink it. So had it been enough water for one to two million people to drink. And it's cool that it has the look of a burnt top. Yeah, and that's where the name comes from. Yeah. Double Makla, mountain of burnt or wow. burning. Before climbing Jabal Makla, I wanted Andrew to show me some of the other things nearby that all fit with the second half of the book of Exodus. The people camped here for about a year. In this massive expanse, I could just envision several million people 
receiving the law, building the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant, and becoming God's people. Some have wondered why God chose them. It certainly was not because they would never complain and they were always obedient. In Exodus 32, while Moses was still on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, a surprising and sad event happens at the mountain's base. So this is another site right next to Jabal Makla. Well, this site is covered in cow petroglyphs. Now, when the Saudis were showing this site in 1985, they said these look like Egyptian-style cow drawings. Huh. So in ancient Egypt, there were a number of cow gods, you know, pagan gods. One was the Apis bull god, and the other one was the Hathor goddess. And she was, interesting about that goddess, she was the goddess of music and dance, and basically partying and artisans, so those who would make a golden calf. Moses came down and literally threw down the tablets and broke. We broke the law. You know, obviously we need a redeemer. And that's the whole point of the law, the whole point of the commandments. They're right, they're good, but we cannot save ourselves. We cannot keep them. And therefore we had to have one come that could keep the law. The schoolmaster that brought us, brings us to Christ, right? Exactly. Points out our sins, but can't save us from the sins. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. This is poignant. Incredible. Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within grace. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia, diving into the Red Sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing. For those giving $250 or more, you will get the complete Exodus package the map, the video series, and a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. And from now until the end of the year, a generous donor will be doubling all gifts. To get these limited time exclusive materials, call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. All right, Andrew, here we are at the base of Jebel Makla, yes. which is in the Jebel Allah's range. Yes, it is. And you're telling me we're gonna hike. We will try. I think we'll make it up there. Okay, well, who's carrying me is the question. <laughs> Near the beginning of our hike, Andrew wanted to show us an interesting ruin. This enclosure is ancient, and some think fit the biblical description of Exodus 20 and 24, where the Bible says that Moses set up an altar at the foot of the mountain. The altar was constructed along with 12 pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And here is evidence of what looks like an animal enclosure and marble pillars. Okay, so you said we're so we're gonna, gonna zigzag up this thing and get yeah, to Yeah, we're gonna go kind of up. There's the animal trail kind okay. of partway up here. And we follow these piles of rocks. That's kind of marking the animal trail. 
All right, so we made it to, you call this the plateau? Yeah, it's this basin area, like halfway up this mm -hmm. midpoint where there's this flat spot. Mount Sinai, you read through the scriptures and, and you're reading through Exodus and Numbers and mm -hmm. even in the New Testament, it's you know, Paul mentions Mount Sinai in Arabia. Yeah, Galatians 4, 25. Yeah, in Galatians 1, he says he came to Arabia, yeah. probably just like Elijah came to Mount Horeb, to come and learn from God himself. You know, he had grown up as a Pharisee and, you know, he's a Jew of the Jews. He missed, like, the main thing in the Old Testament, and that's the picture of Messiah as we know as Jesus. So here at this place, you think back to Moses and you think back to the, the thunderings and the, the lightnings and the ground shaking. The sound of the trumpets. I get a sense of that right now. Like, we're at the place that- You can imagine that happening here. And then it says the fire that went to the very heaven. This says in Exodus 19. I mean, what a sight. And everything seems to fit. And then also the Bible talks about 70 elders, Moses, Aaron, and- her and Joshua. Joshua, they were all mm. probably, they would have come to this spot because this is a great spot to kind of. It's like we did. We just had a yeah. lunch here. Yeah. Said they ate with God in Exodus uh, 24, I believe. Man, we're standing on this mountain that is probably Mount Sinai, also called Horeb, Mount yes. Horeb. And they called the Mountain of God. Mountain of God. Those are the three biblical names, but we also know it as Jebel Makla, Makla, the modern Arabic name for and it. And then also Jebel Allah's, which is kind of the, the range. range is and Allah's means the Mount, Mountain of Almonds. Almonds. So why would that be the name of this range? Do you know? Well, you know, there are groves of wild almond trees growing on this mountain range. And what's really interesting is the staff of Aaron was made from almond, an almond branch. Yeah. Remember they uh, rebelling again. And so Moses said, okay, we'll see who is the, should be the chosen or the leader. And Aaron's rod budded and wow. almond blossoms. Wow. So wow. it was from an almond tree. This is really amazing. Wow, we actually made it. Andrew, you've said <laughs> just another. Almost there. Almost there, another 500. Just over the next peak. Here it is. Here we go. We made it. It's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Because we're standing in the place where God's presence was. And the glory of God, the fire of God, right, was right here. Yeah, well, it's very interesting if you look at the layout of this mountain to where the encampment would be. So here we are on this southern ridge of Jebel Makla. If you start here, if you go eastward, west to east, just like the tabernacle layout. Yeah. You have this most holy site on the very top where only Moses was allowed to go up and talk to God. And in the tabernacle, you had a most holy room, uh, this square room where only the high priest would go in once a year. And then from there, moving eastward, you'd go to the holy place where the priests were allowed. And same thing here, you have, going eastward, you have a plateau mm -hmm. where they had the 70 elders, uh, Aaron, uh, Joshua, her, they came up and ate with God. You had the table showbread there in the tabernacle. Then moving further out, you come to the courtyard where they had the sacrificial system, where they had the altar burnt offering and the laver. At the base of this mountain, you have the stream bed going out. And past that, you have an altar site, mm -hmm. we believe is the altar of Moses. Wow. And then you go further out is the encampment, just like you have in the layout of the sanctuary service. So it's a perfect match when yeah. you think of the layout of the mountain to the tabernacle itself. And the direction, you know, it's, again, it's, it's another piece of the puzzle. Everything seems to fit right here to this being the place. Uh, you know, even the direction 
yeah, of you know the top of the mountain all the way down, and and having that bench, that plateau where you know multiple people could sit and observe, and then you have lots of room in the plane for several million people. Yeah. So again, all of the puzzle pieces fit together, but this being the very center of God's holiness, and I still feel like when we're standing on Mount Sinai, you know, you you sense God's holiness, His reverence, His wrath too against sin. It's it all culminates here. You know, these are basic things that almost every society observes. You don't steal, you don't lie, you know, you don't kill. And this is where it all the law comes from. It was given here, the mm-hmm. voice of God. First, he verbally gave it, then he wrote it on stone, showing Amazing. how permanent it is. Yeah. This has been one of the big privileges of my life, Andrew, to stand here. And I would never have come here if it weren't for you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to help you guys out. This has been quite an adventure. We've seen evidence of Israel in Egypt, a logical route to a dead end on a beach that could hold several million freed slaves, a deep body of water with a natural walkable slope, several oases in Saudi Arabia that fit the biblical descriptions of Israel's camps, archaeological evidence for Jethro and the Midians, a split rock, altars, a large plain, and a mountain that fits all the Bible's criteria. While I'm not absolutely positive that we're at the real Mount Sinai, everything seems to fit. But I am positive about something. God is real. He's powerful and he's holy. He's loving and he's forgiving. For he sent us a savior that did what we could not do. Jesus kept the law and fulfilled the types and prophecies in every way. We broke the law. Right away after creation, Adam and Eve sinned, and sin passed upon all men. God promised Adam and Eve that there would be a savior, one that would come, that would that would save us from our sin. And God raised up a people to bring us the Savior. The people grew mighty in Egypt. They came across the Red Sea. They came here to Mount Sinai, but they failed over and over, just like we do. We fail the Lord over and over. So the law is not enough. We need the lawgiver to come and save us from our sins, from breaking the law. And that's where the cross comes into the story. The people eventually did get into the land of Israel. After the centuries passed, there was a promised one born in Bethlehem as the prophets said that he would. He grew up, did great things, raised the dead, healed the sick, but he died on a cross. The most innocent person ever to live, he was actually perfect. He never sinned. He didn't have the sin nature but he died on a cross for our sins. And he said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And if you'll look upon the cross, if you will look upon Jesus in faith and say, I can't save myself, I put my trust in him, you will be saved from breaking the law. You will be saved from our sins. You say, I'm a pretty good person. I think my good will outweigh my bad. No, one bad outweighs all the good you can do because we are then sinners. And God paid for our sins 
by sending his son to die for us. His name is Jesus. And if you will trust in him, you will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within grace. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia, diving into the Red Sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing. For those giving $250 or more, you will get the complete Exodus package the map, the video series, and a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea crossing. And from now until the end of the year, a generous donor will be doubling all gifts. To get these limited-time exclusive materials, call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800-78-GRACE or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.